Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of, of the participants and do not represent any grand life statements or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations open for the public and on the level. To interact with us, we love seeing you live every Thursday night in Facebook or YouTube land. So hello and good evening to all of you in there in the chat. Um, remember, your chats may show up on the show, so keep it tame. Keep it PG. Maybe, maybe PG-13, but we'll keep it at least PJ. And what else? Um, and if you can't catch us live, you can always catch us in the replays or on your favorite podcasting app you know me my name is john ruark i'm a past master of the patriot lodge number 1957 and now leo lodge education officer of night of the patriot lodge this year so let's uh bring some more education and that is my introduction let's go to jason good evening how are you jason good evening i'm good how are you john fan fantastic Great. My name is Jason Richards. I'm a past master of Acacia Lodge number 16 in Clifton, Virginia, and a member of Lafayette Lodge number 79 in Zanesville, Ohio, also the Colonial Lodge number 1821 in Washington, D.C. Nice. I'm glad to be here. Glad to see you. Speaking of D.C. Masons, we've also Better got to be seen guy. than viewed. Oh, that's a new one. Haven't heard that one before. I know. Not, not this year, you haven't. Oh, oh. The best Masonic dad joke I've heard all year. Joe, how are you? Hello, Joe Martinez. Happy New Year. Uh, let's Woo. see, what am I? Past master of Manassa Lodge, number 182. And there was and much There was rejoicing. much rejoicing on both sides of the fence, not just <laughs> on this side. Um, yeah, we're done. Past master, yep, boom. Uh, also a member of Benjamin B. French Lodge, number 15 in the District of Columbia. Uh, and uh, I am John's boss in education land i'm the district education officer for our masonic district in virginia sir yes and, sir yes sir education do all of it and finally i am the serving the grand lodge of dc as the grand orator for the grand lodge of the district of columbia so that means are I you allowed to say that out loud i am i've been installed i'm good now yes you're so, allowed to today. orate that yes i can orate so say, for does someone the grand lodge like, know yeah. you're doing this podcast and yeah they can watch this, it every this thursday grand lodge approved yeah yeah um yeah so anyway um all of that it is not yet. grand lodge approved that is true you know, you hashtag care. really not a sponsor not a sponsor. <laughs> that's true and we're okay with that yes yep. like so, so cream not a sponsor so funny story like for the for the longtime listeners right we've had some grand lodges reach out or, or other appendant bodies like hey I like what you're doing if you need help like we'll be happy to sponsor you like thanks but no thanks uh you know when you have a boss then you have to do what the boss says all the time and things happen like our forefathers told us independence is a good thing so agreed agreed all right let's uh give a special shout out to our other bosses bitches be crazy yes pg come on pg jason no you said pg 13 not p yeah no I can't do PG, man. I'm in sorry. The chat. Yeah, we, we still have one F bomb we can drop before. <laughs> Is this like this goes the 1980s tomorrow. PG where there was much more allowed? Like Gremlins PG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Violence, full frontal. Okay. Um, let's uh, give a special shout out to our other bosses who are the patrons of the show. Woo! Bringing in our 10th year. Of the Masonic Roundtable coming uh, up yeah. soon. Coming up soon. We got uh, six more weeks. But all thanks to generous patrons of the show. So if you want to be a patron, go over to patreon.com slash the Masonic Roundtable. I just just had a new <clears throat> member join this week. So thank you, brother, for hopping in. Welcome. And supporting the show. So we Welcome have some, everybody, not just bros, yeah. brothers, sisters, fans, your boss, super People fans. who want to yeah. join to complain. Yep. please Have that happen please That's do cool. that exactly yeah. <laughs> you guys are awesome so thank you all very much and now it's time for everyone's jason you queued up um everyone's favorite time of the week Sorry. tarot card of the week oh good <laughs> dramatic oh. pause <laughs> 
tarot card of the week. It never gets old. Man, yeah, no, remember, does. like, again. Tarot card of the week. All right, you're done. <laughs> so let's figure out how to keep that from repeating next week. <laughs> it's the loop but, button. Uh, <laughs> yeah remember you know when we started out 10 years ago and we didn't have all this newfangled technology so this week we have ye old rider weight smith I love the it. difference here what? is this is the rider weight smith panorama it's the 16 by 9 version yes so we've out with the old uh four by three and now now to the 16 by nine well, it's um, like the Zack snyder cut of <laughs> bigger longer more yes rider weight smith bigger longer and uncut it's the lawrence of arabia 2.20 to 1 ben-hur yes all right um and tonight's tarot card we have the page of pentacles Ooh, look at that, that open like, field and he's got the bunnies indeed pretty cool so page of pentacles we have money new money new opportunities new jobs just exploring the world like the world is your oyster in the material sense well new year, right yeah what's that Manifest. New year, new year, new you, yep. and meta manifest it. Oh, that's yep. a good one. Yeah, I mean, yes, you could relate it to like the magician, but for again the more grounding, earthly, material things. Finances, well, it's like so. don't. Oh, that's awesome. Here's your here's your manifestation card. I love Ooh. it. In the trees. Yep. So for all of you who've given up on your New Year's resolutions already. <laughs> stop go do it yeah you, you have 363 more days to get back on the wagons that's right it's all right and uh yeah that's i mean that's that's a good segue into uh, tonight's topic because thank you jason let's manifest a new year uh this year we're going to talk about new year's resolutions Ooh. for 2024 part and i checked part nine we've been doing this we still haven't figured out uh, how to be perfect and so we're going to keep on trying to improve ourselves because why do we keep doing this for nine years in a row because that's what masonry is all about it's tradition <laughs> because it's the way it's always been done but sigh in all seriousness like if you're not resolving to make yourself better then why are you masoning bro like seriously we were trying to take good men and make them better we're not trying to take good men and initiate them into a drinking club right we're trying to improve ourselves at the macro level yes we are we are very good at taking good men and making them bitter but let's let's change that i to an e and then just be the change you want to be in yep. the world. Either change. I'm done so, with you, Joe. So uh for all our online listeners, uh drop your news resolutions in the chat because those those will be fun to see. Yes. I'm sure there's gonna be some good serious ones and some witty ones as well. Don't let us down. So tonight um we'll talk about what are our specific New Year's resolutions, not only for ourselves, but for Masonry writ large. And um there's there's a lot going on in masonry right so to be joe ask joe thanks sun card great happy new year sun card uh but let's let's pull that hey, thread hey by the way can we can we just say uh really great announcement dropped this weekend for esotericon oh yeah June what's, what's that, joe? we gotta start teasing that yeah, yeah. So for all, I see a sun, lot of sun card jogged my memory. Yeah, sun card. Yep, definitely previous previous attendee. So for all you who like the, the weirder side of things, like I do, and some of other people on the show do, uh, Esotericon's back. We're back in Virginia. 
and uh, don't want to take up too much of the show with this. So if you're on the mailing list, you'll be seeing stuff soon. Um, and if not, just stay on social media. Um, we are, I know most of us are Gen Xers. Um, some of us, right? Gen X, Gen X, you know, millennial, 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 Gen X. Yep. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Robert's Gen X. That's why I like him the best. It's so funny because Robert and I are born the same year, but he's definitely more of a Gen X and I'm definitely more of a millennial. He's just an older soul. Yes. Yes. We'll go with that. Santa Claus beard. But yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's just the beard. <laughs> Stress <laughs> levels. <laughs> isn't, isn't that we're, we're like the poster child for like stress unbounded is awful yeah i'm like losing my hair i'm boxing it's like i got midlife crisis and then i just come home and drink beer nice as a, as a good gen xer should that's right but anyway don't want to take up the show esotericon stay on social media and learn things and we'll see you in june i got Boom. such a broner for this it's gonna be they're always good Mm-hmm. But but I'm biased. All right, uh, let's talk about why again. Why should we resolve ourselves? I, I kind of cue things up for the discussion. But before we get into specifics, like again, we're still talking about this, brother Roy. Let's. I hope to uh, hope you have a great journey. So yeah, it's good to see you on here. But why why do we do this? Like we keep talking about this uh, this resolution thing. Why is it so important that we we keep bringing this up, Jason? Because if we aren't trying to make ourselves and the world around us a better place, then like, why are we here? Yeah, I'm still a rough Ashler. I don't know about you guys. There's always a lot more work to be You're done. Very rough Ashler. Joe has a lot of work that could be done. I am. I'm like an asteroid level, cosmetically and hideous. <laughs> Pumice stone. <laughs> Mental. I'm like one of those rough ashlers that like destroyed the dinosaurs, like that shape and size. I mean, you are that old, yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. But I try. That's the important. That's part. all we ask. That's all we ask. How about you, Robert? Uh, what's your general approach to? making resolutions either now or anytime during the year. Cause I know you've said things in the past that have been a little bit contrary to this, uh, annual celebration of new resolutions. Yeah. I think that it's kind of, uh, how do you even say this? Like a lot of the in things English. that, uh, yeah, well, we'll try maybe. I, um, I think it's interesting that we're always looking at trying to do things to, uh, better ourselves and, and the things that we tend to focus on are these ideas of uh, <clears throat> very tangible sort of things you know get the beach body do the thing and i think a lot of the stuff that i've been focusing on and i think you anybody who's really um contemplative you know thinks about not necessarily what they can do to better themselves to enrich their lives but almost like what can you do including giving things up in order to improve the lives of those around you like what can you give away now like what more can you give like i tend to think in this manner um, mostly because i think of a lot of the other things that um i want to do like i want to do for me right like i want to get in shape or i want to lose weight or i want to memorize my ritual better yeah all those things but i at the same time i i just think that to a certain end um, i try to be of service right like the the, the masonic degree uh, there's a you know in the lecture it says uh, um, wherewith god has blessed you with your talents as well to his glory as to the benefit of your fellow creatures and so i think about that a lot and that that's kind of it i think what you guys were alluding to there in a second was a, a moment ago you said john you know we're rough a ashlers and, and things of that nature and um i didn't think nietzsche was going to come up here but i'll bring him into it you know when he says uh 
Um, and thus spoke Zarathustra. He comes out and he says, Zarathustra goes into the, the court and he starts yelling at all the people. And he says, uh, you think you are the ebb of humanity. You're wrong. Right. It's kind of like these people who are just satisfied so-so with their lives and going about their daily business, even not knowing you don't know what, what you could be better at because you don't know what you don't know. But the point is to like realize it and then work to it anyway. Is that, is that controversial or contrary to what? I don't know. Spend all your money. Don't pay the rent. <laughs> Burn the bridge. Burn the bridge. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the opposite too. I know you are. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you can see, so there I was talking to some coworkers early December, starting to get the itch and the, the meetings are starting to like get canceled off the calendar, right? Uh, easing into the holidays. And, you know, we're starting to talk about like, well, what work do we need to get done? And um, jokingly, I said, well, well, this this one piece for this project, that's for future John to worry about. <laughs> that's for 2024 John to worry about, right? Because we have this concept of things that we can do now or things that we could do later. That's part of the human condition. And so this is where my mind's been a lot lately um, for a variety of reasons that um, there's an economics podcast that I listened to that was talking about the future value of money and how do we make trade-offs uh, that, Joe, wake up. It's, it's, this is important. This is really good. You said economics <laughs> and my brain shut so down. good. Because everything's economics, right? Do I do I uh, practice for my degree now or do I wait till the last minute? Because we do trade-offs all the time. And that's really Don't what resolutions are. Don't you go stay are. in masonry a business. No. <laughs> economically it is but um business time so yeah so we have the the future value of money or we have uh also known as like delayed gratification right which has been proven like the whole marshmallow test for children you know do you eat one marshmallow now or do you wait 10 minutes and get two marshmallows and studies have shown some you know with some mixed results that um the kids who wait and have delayed gratification and, and wait for the two marshmallows actually are quote unquote more successful by by general standards later in life and so joe you look oh. <laughs> do you agree so, with that or disagree i i well i agree to a point because isn't so then isn't masonry aren't we just the two marshmallow kids into into infinity right like we're all we talk about is this okay well make yourself a little bit better now each and every day for that big payoff when you die exactly uh, so yeah, yeah and yeah. how do one day classes factor into that? Well, if you had showed up to the meeting, you would know the answer. Oh. To that. If you've worked with your mentor, he Which would have told that to you. Learn your catechism and bring in 20 more people. Yeah. Okay. That's the <laughs> top line signer. You get a gold bar tie tack. So yeah. So this, the, 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 the yeah. um, delay gratification or the time value of money in economics perspective like what can i do now to put my 401k instead of spending that money now what can i put my 401k so that i can have uh <laughs> joe wake up <laughs> so you can have more ah. of a payoff later but that's what that's what new year's resolutions uh, that's what improving yourself in masonry really does right it's trying to enjoy the last 16 years of masonry by investing whether it's not money it's investing time, effort, uh, social capital, right, intellectual capital, so that we get all the rewards on all the wages of a master mason by the time we pass off the celestial sphere. And I think that's the that's the best part of this. What are the wages that you speak of? Mm. Life well lived, right? A well spent life. Absolutely. And how, like. Is it okay to pull that thread for a second and and like pass judgment on what exactly a, a well lived life is? No regrets, right? Mm, no regrets. <laughs> my credo. And that's it, right? Really? Uh, no regrets. Not a one. 
if you uh if you listen to folks like gary v right he'll say he'll you know you, you want to see like what regret looks like you know go to a nursing home and go talk to people that are like literally like on their deathbed and you can see the things that they wish they had done and yet here we are january 2024 that's like, a terrible example because nursing homes are like worse than college dorms when it comes to people doing whatever the hell they want okay uh, yeah, that's, that's, i'm not talking about the lo wrong. no loofahs no pineapples right we're just saying specifically in yes. all seriousness to that effect okay like if you guys want to do something really interesting to listeners out there too go on over to the monroe institute's website click on um classes seminars courses kind of thing look up they have a course that they've done and essentially uh, it's a course on preparing for death. Mm -hmm. And in the course, we did nothing but talk to terminally ill patients for like two days. And this was uh, a wake up call. Not that those people like, were like, Oh, do do the stuff now because you'll regret it later. Those people didn't necessarily have regrets, but you know what they did have advice. And you know what that advice was? Just do it. Back, back to Nike, your boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I do think resolutions, whether you do them January 1st or whether you do them anytime through the year are a noble pursuit because that's what we're here to do. Like we don't want I'll, I'll say it. I don't want a Mason to join and never change. Yeah. I don't want them to be the same person they are when they got their third degree. How could you say something so controversial and brave? <laughs> it's sad that that is a somewhat controversial. Yeah, statement. exactly. I had to think to think about it for half a beat before I, I said it, but I mean, that's what we're here to do. That's what we are inculcated to do this is what we are encouraged to do and so like if you pay it if you're awake unlike joe in any of the ritual you'll actually hear ways of saying that all the way through like this is what we're about yeah huh yeah. <laughs> so. no but i i think not not to beat a dead horse but i mean yeah. listening to listening to you talk I, I get it's kind of a bummer, right? Because I think that a lot of Masons don't, and I'll tie this back to resolutions eventually, um, don't get it or they're not, it's not told to them when they become Masons or as they're going through that process, right? Like there's, you know, uh, a great example is the, the misconception about Masonic charity, right? Um, you know, the idea that suddenly emptying your wallet out makes you a better man, you know, it, it, it it gets more into the the why you're doing it the for what purpose and what's the what's the meaning behind it right and and but if i, I give all, all my possessions to the poor and have not love i get nothing take it easy there diamond j so <laughs> but no he's he's spot on so i think yep. that you know bring this back to resolutions it's it's we concern ourselves with these short term things which for some people are really important. Um, you know, I like the resolutions we'll talk about tonight. Some are very, very important to me to, to make that effort to change, but we got to understand the reason why we're doing it. Right. It's not, you can't just throw that glad handing out. Oh, it's to make the world a better place around me. Shut up with that. You know, like it's, it sounds really great and it looks good on a bumper sticker right next to, to be one, ask one, but it's not the end goal, right? The end goal is to, make yourself a better human being and make the world a tiny bit less shitty. Sorry, John, than it was before. Right. And, and through that change, it'll organically get better. Right. So we don't need 20 people standing on a soapbox and yelling about how the world's going to become a better place. Just take care of your own little sandbox, make it pretty, make other people want to come visit it and it'll organically get better all on its own. You know? And I think we don't, we don't express that to people who join and people who stay in or people who've been in for 20 years and don't know why they're there. You know, so going back to your point, John, there are a lot of Masons out there that have been in for a while and have not changed. Oh the same person they you're were. giving me like this, you're giving sorry. me like this, sorry. like epiphany thing that I'm starting no. to like 
Yeah, so RJ is getting a brain gasm. Oh, and it's stupid because it's like so elementary, right? This entire years ago, we talked about like what Masons do and catchphrases in your 60 second elevator pitch. And like I said, something like change the world, right? And that's like so grandiose and amazing and whatever and mysterious and people are like, all right, I'm going to join and change the world. And they just like join and they're like getting involved and they hop into the administration and, and, and organize all the charities and they do all the things. And then you end up in Texas. What if instead of changing the world, <laughs> name in a lawsuit. Um, so uh, what if, what if instead of changing the world, you change someone's world? Yeah, or like th th that's where I guess I'm going is like they, they you you hop in and you just start doing all the thing because you think that's the point. But the point Attendance. is like like maybe do that stuff, but don't forget about you and all of that. <laughs> this is a very uh, sort of strange, strange thing. So I wanted to come back around to Corey's comment. I think living each day as if it's your last is an important thing to recognize. Tomorrow is never promised. And if we live each day joyfully, we also impact those around us uh, with that positive influence. And that, yeah, well, that, she was not happy this morning. I will say that. So, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I woke up next to you, I'd, I'd be disappointed as well. But <laughs> we can, we can forgive her for yeah. that. But, but, number one, Go ahead, Jason. I was, I was going to say, you know, going back to like, why, why do we expend the energy to try to make ourselves better? Um, this is one of the things that I talk about in my death presentation. Like the, the fact that there is a limit to the time that we have here gives life intrinsic meaning. The fact that it ends you know, to me at least, provides a lot of that motivation for, you know, it's not even not even building a legacy. It's really just trying to help people on the journey with you with the little time you have. Well, I, I think that not to, uh, yes, we'll get to the resolutions, I promise. But you just, you and Corey struck something really important that has a lot to do with masonry, is that we go through these rituals and we go through this allegory and we are presented these lessons that ultimately teach us this big, important lesson about death and dying, right? Most of, I'm sorry to say most of the lodges out there and most of the people who go through that process, they kind of gloss over that fact that yeah. you are taught at some point in your Masonic journey, how to die. And for some people, it's Those a really in masonry, Joe. No, there, but but there is. But anyway, you're you're taught how to die, and in that figurative death, you're supposed to do exactly what Corey is telling us to do, right? Is to take those moments, right? But we're so afraid to talk about it, and we, or if we do, we talk about it on this really vapid high level, right? And just gloss over it. But spot on, you know, we're so scared to talk about the end. You know, because it's viewed as nihilistic and 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 um, something not to talk about, and we as a society we're just scared. But that's literally one of the big things that masonry teaches us is how to die, and from that learn how to live. Yeah, it's very stoic as well, which I love. Um, that whole concept, right? That you know, imagine like that's it, midnight tonight. That's it. That's all you got. Like back to the regrets thing. What are you doing now to try and fix or improve or savor, if nothing else? Enjoy and be in the moment with what you got. Yeah, and if you can't enjoy it, be patient. Yeah. Let's talk resolutions then. So, heck yeah. Um, let's just uh, just throw them out there. We're not going to do round robin or anything. We're just going to say what are what are some things that we are thinking of. And so we can talk personal. Uh, we can talk about our our masonic pursuits over the next uh, twelve months. And or one thing that was fun in previous years to talk about what is our resolution for masonry writ large outside of our mm. control. What is one thing we we hope or wish for? I know it's a big one. 
Joe's resolution is to be master for four more I didn't. I'm going to set your home on fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> Exhibit A, your honor. <laughs> no, I didn't leave my Tesla plugged in for two weeks straight. No, it was Joe. Uh, yeah. ABC, always be charging. <laughs> um, I have I have one that I've been dying to, to get to eventually. is um, So my first resolution, it's a Masonic resolution, is to learn to say no. Um, Ooh, the lost word. Yes. Ah, I, have, I have spent I the last 10 years just saying yes to every single thing that gets thrown in front of me with the basically uh, 10 years later, what I've learned is most of it was because of FOMO. You know, it was just, oh, if I don't do that, I'm not going to see this or I'm not going to know that. But 10 years later, I've learned I didn't really need that or I didn't need to do that or I didn't need to invest all that energy. So I think I'm finally at a place where I can start saying no to things. You just pull a Brad and start demanding from everything. (laughs) Well, you didn't say no yesterday, Joe. Well, yeah, shut up. I said, it's a resolution. It's not something I've already done. So it's a, it's a a hill to climb up, not a uh, future tense, not past tense. It's low commitment. So that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you. I think I had a similar resolution the episode after I got out of the East. The opposite side of that, <clears throat> there's a, I think it's, there's a quote attributed to um, uh, Warren Buffett, who says, uh, you know, basically write down the 25 things you want to do in, in priority order and then scratch off the bottom 24 <laughs> because they don't matter. Like the things that matter are the, the top of your list. <clears throat> so in other words, you should be saying not only yes, but heck yes to the things that you want or any other PG 13 adaptation thereof. And so if your internal dialogue is a, yeah, maybe, or yeah, I feel guilty if I don't say no, then you should say no. Right. In other words, those things that you are going to make, to commit to it's the opposite of the say no to more things it's the say heck yes to the things you want to make sure that those things that you are in you definitely want to commit to you are giving your full energy and attention to um to again appreciate it more savor more whatever you want to call it so what you're saying is i should not only say yes but i should say heck yes to a tattoo sleeve heck yes always say yes to a tattoo sleeve let's go we'll go tomorrow let's go let's go let's do it all four of us go go Mm -hmm. so for for me one of the things that i have said yes to uh, not only yes but heck yes to this year is doing more interesting research i Mm -hmm. took a little bit of a year off last year with um just you know research and and presentations i had my death presentation but that had been in the works um for a couple of years before last year and you know last year really took it easy had a lot of things going on at work um this year i am super excited to just get my hands dirty with masonic research again uh and esoteric research at, at that so i already have three or four ideas for papers and presentations that I'm working off this year. I've almost got one paper done out of four. So I'm excited. That, that goes with my rule. Try to do one presentation a year, no matter who one you new. are. One new one. Yes. One new presentation per year. Cause uh, there's no excuse. You can do one new educational research and share it with the lodge with the brethren with the brethren the brethren i love it that's good and i I know some of the ones you've got queued up so i'm really looking forward to some of those cool all right how about you robert any uh any resolutions that are new years are not related yeah i think um you know, over the last year and a half or so, I've taken a real backseat 
um, in terms of not being super active, right? Like I was secretary of my lodge um, and I was part of the Masonic Education Committee before that was gutted. So in an interesting way, um, I found myself kind of re-engaged in masonry um, back in the East um, for an education-centric lodge, which um, is a first time for me. Um, I'm also secretary at my, my mother lodge again. So there's all this kind of thing. And then looking back at writing, um, you know, I have taken such a step back from writing. I feel like so many of us get out into that sphere initially and we realize like, oh, wow, people care what we have to say. And we build a reputation on, on writing some interesting things, like whether that's Midnight Freemasons or, you know, Jason had your blog, Two Foot Ruler, um, you know, all of those really, those really great things. And then what we do is we kind of say everything we had to say after we've become to a seasoned part of our masonry. And what's interesting is you start listening and reading newer Masons like articles and things. And it's funny because they're, they're bitching about the same things we did. And it's like, okay, I don't need to write anymore because I've said everything there is to say about this stuff. And guess what? People are still crying about the same stuff that we did. And so maybe it's not, maybe it's not enough to just say, I've already said it. Maybe there's other avenues to pursue. And so in that respect, I, I've kind of taken on this idea of introducing, I guess, in my Masonic, you know, spheres, introducing some sort of calculated chaos um, in, into it. Um, you know, thinking about entropy and things of that nature, right? Like, so you got an enclosed system of Freemasonry and uh, you need a calculated amount of chaos in order to kind of keep things moving and fresh if you want to think about it that way. And I think bringing some amount of controversy to masonry, not for controversy's sake, but to uh, bring about a change in the way the thinking is um, or to think about things the way they're meant to be like in context um, and, and not just taken for granted. Uh, James Buckhorn gave a great presentation at Masonic on Chicago uh, last year. And he basically said, your mentor was a romantic guy. You know, what he meant by that was, you know, our mentors tell us a lot of, you know, BS. They don't know any better, but it's up to us to write the ship and uh, course correct. So if that means you have to say some controversial things like, you know, the forget me not is not really Masonic or whatever the case is, you know, that's just an overplayed example, but what? get it, you know, get that information out there. Um, and I think, and I think that's um, a little bit of my resolutions this year is to just dive back in the pool. Mm. <clears throat> dive back in, I love it. So we got love Jason it. going back in, Arja going back in. <laughs> get out of the pool. <laughs> you got a big uh, room. As long as Joe doesn't pee in the pool when we're all in it together, then we are right. It'll be you'll fine. Never, just, just you'll never know. Chlorine. You'll never know. You'll never, know. You'll never know. One of the other things uh, that I'm trying to do this year that I'm resolving to do is, uh, I feel like I say this every year, you know, deepen my spiritual journey. Yep. And um, same. <clears throat> you know, I'm doing that through several different resolutions, actually. Uh, so one is the research that I'm doing and the presentations that, that I'm preparing for. A lot of them are you know, deeply spiritual, esoteric topics, um, which, is, which is still very new for, for me. Um, the other is I've, you know, I have resolved to, to pray more. Um, that is a habit that I really got out of for a number of years. And the, the final one of kind of that, that triumvirate of spiritual resolutions is I've, I've resolved to actually schedule time in my work calendar for 15 minute meditation and contemplation three days a week. So I love it. It is start somewhere blocked on my calendar. Yep. What? 
right next to your team's calls. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I look. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer of if it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. Yes. Learn mm-hmm. to say no or yes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And so lock it off. So one of the things that I that I did while I was thinking about my resolutions for for tonight on the show is I did a three card Lenormand draw. What's Lenormand, Jason? So Lenormand is a 36 card uh, divination system akin to tarot named after Mademoiselle Lenormand. Uh, We've talked about this on the show before. Uh, She was an occultist who was uh, the advisor, occult advisor to Napoleon. Um, She really had nothing to do with the system. It really was a a game that originated in Germany. and then you know got got popular over several hundred years and the the interesting difference between lenormand and tarot is that lenormand um you know the cards have meaning but the card juxtapositions um really are what matters so the context that you can draw from different cards being beside one another uh is is something that's much more important than even like a you know three card or celtic cross spread in in tarot and so when i when i was looking at my resolutions i was like okay so so how is this going to go this year and the spread that i drew uh with just now yes just now you probably saw me taking a picture of it about like five or ten minutes ago um the spread that i just drew was the stork cross and book which is very interesting um because the stork really is an action card it is starting something new it is movement and moving in the right direction um the red pip card is generally uh generally connotes a yes song card don't put that evil on me we're not talking about having another baby um but you know it is you know next to and adjacent to the cross the cross is not a positive card in lenormand it is a card that denotes anxiety sacrifice sacrifice yeah. mm-hmm. emotional distress um it's like my tuesdays that it's like <laughs> any any monday especially after two weeks off of work right um and the final card here is the book and the book is knowledge secrecy secret wisdom and so from the context clues here you know it's telling the story of me really starting a new endeavor and getting momentum around uh spirituality and esoteric research that's going to require some sacrifice uh it's going to take my time it's going to make me deeply uncomfortable because if you're doing true spiritual work your faith needs to challenge you and needs to make you deeply uncomfortable uh but through the process at the end of this is you know the achievement of or the you know the ability to obtain wisdom that w- had been hidden to me from from before this point and so there's a there's a payoff there's some pain to get there but there will be a payoff um for the resolutions and the research and the spiritual work that i'm doing this year nice so brace yourself change is happening john what about yours what about me see i was going to try and fly under the radar but here's what i'm thinking this year um so it's less resolution-y and more planny. And here's where I'm I'm going with this is okay, shocker, if you're in the United States, this is an election year coming up. And so you know, we're going to have uh we're gonna be drowning in political divisiveness like for the for the next, you know, at least eleven months. And so I'm gonna try everything and everything will go fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. We don't have the, a huge national debt problem or anything that we need to. All worry is about. well. It's it's the it's the it's fine 
uh, comic with the dog drinking coffee with the flames around him. There are no flames, though, John. It's okay. oh, it's, it doesn't matter. There is no spoon. There is no debt. Robert, it's all in your head. You're living in a simulation. I have such, I have such financial anxiety because it's like, what's the future like hold? And where I've changed over the years is trying to, instead of trying to fix the system, it's like, uh, be more like water, right? Go with the flow in the sense of you can't, you, you can't necessarily control or change certain things. So then how do you leverage you know, the opportunities that you're given, right? How do you play the hand that you're dealt instead of complaining that the game is rigged or the system's rigged? And so I'm definitely going to try and do more of that. I'm going to try to, um, really look at how I'm in investing in my, and my family's and my, my kid's future, try to double down on that. There's things that I've kind of put like on autopilot, like, be more focused and committed on those things so that way um those systems are in place when we go into more debt when you know the the new regime will come in and not change anything and it'll all be all screwed up again for the next four years right it's a lot of this stuff it's it sounds very nihilistic as well but in the sense of i those things are not going to impact how i protect the house the family my spiritualism my uh my finances right and so it's basically getting my ducks in a row that's what a lot of my uh and i've said this in, in previous episodes i try to i like what damon john did did uh when he talks about his goals he categorized them in the categories of things like faith family career health right and so if you have a a why behind it then all of those things can can be mutually inclusive they can they can support each other uh, because otherwise for example what is a mutually exclusive set of goals do well if i'm trying to grow my career and and be you know ceo of a company then that might come at the cost of my family and i don't want that right so how can i have all those goals faith family career health etc be mutually inclusive and work together uh, to leverage the chaos that's going to come because I tell you what I've been sending these guys messages all on the side like all the astrologers are, all the, are saying that like Pluto and Aquarius this year is just going to be a whole bunch of revolution coming I don't know if I believe it or not but let's just say I'm going to hope for the best and Mars prepare for the worst take over in the 2025 <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, so it's going to be a wild ride either way, whether or not you believe in the astrology part or like if you, you would just get along with Ronald yeah. Reagan so much. <laughs> what what makes you say that? He would. Well, you know he was inaugurated at 12:01 a.m., right? I did not know that. That's when the time was the best according to the astrologer. Nice. Yeah, see that's See, look. Makes sense. Ruark and Reagan 20 20 sit, four five never Eight. never <laughs> you can never be president john you're way too gold uh yeah i'm too clean i don't have <laughs> yeah, you're you're way no. too clean no no one would ever elect a libertarian president that's true that's we true. also have that you know what go <laughs> live in coastal florida or southern texas for a year and then come back with all the weird things you come back with and then you can be president all right i'll take that advice boom see you in four years i think um something else that i think you know you brought up this idea of an election year i think that's really interesting and i think i think it should give pause to a lot of us um i did lose facebook friend status with with some folks uh, in the last few years um and that's that's you know likely because i um i had been posting you know passive aggressive political ideologies that i would post uh you know is 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 memes about certain political figures and and parties and i think this year uh as an election year i can do better you know i can 
I can post just flat out aggressive dank memes. That's things. not where I thought you were going with that. But <laughs> no, I, I knew, I knew we were going there because I was really scared that I wasn't going to get the the meme love that I did from Robert all these years. But I knew deep down that's where he yeah, was it's, going. It's good. It. Like gird your loins, fellas. Uh, <laughs> well, you're mean, not I'm only gonna, saying uh, yes. But heck yes, heck yes. yeah. Yes. Let, let's yes. Just, no, but you know, actually, that I mean, that, I'm not lying about any of that. But also, <laughs> I need to make a doctor appointment. My wife will say she's been telling me to make a doctor's appointment for like literally four weeks every day, and I just don't. And it's a portal appointment. Like, why don't I do it? I'm going to resolve to make a doctor appointment tomorrow. There you go. Good. There's your health resolution. Do I right need there. to do a Lenormand draw about uh, whether or not you'll succeed <laughs> yeah. in making a doctor's yeah, so appointment? Get right on that, Jason. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it and make you real, like so. You, so, so uh, you know, you're a great Lenormand reader. Yeah. All right. So, last question for you guys. Um, Chances is, are you're not going to do it. See, there you go. Just based on the cards I pull. Well, I'm going to based on statistics. Yeah, shoot. Based on Robert. Uh, question. So, what is your resolution? Uh, let's say, let's make that our final question for tonight. What is your New Year's resolution for Freemasonry as as a whole in 2024? What are the goals that you think that uh, you would as- like to see Masonry aspire towards? Improvements that could be made in the fraternity as we know it currently any upcoming grand lodge annual communication say in january that you know have a lot of anxiety or contentiousness around anything like that nice hat joe oh so um great hat love this hat so who wants to jump right in so i'm I'm ready nope i'm ready i'm ready fine (laughs) ready fine too nice jason all right Send us home, Joe. He's going to interrupt me 10 times during my talk, so I know it's okay. So, yeah. I was going to say, you're thinking that I'm actually going to let him talk? No, he's not going to. So, here's mine, and I've been thinking about it. And uh, You think? Sometimes. Okay. I believe that we as Masons... And I believe... Should... Uh, it's I a think great we- Broadway show. God damn it. There we go. Okay. So um, now I've muted him. No, I think that um, uh, this resolution is, is actually coming true on its own um, that we just need to, as Masons, we just need to start preparing these next few years for a really big sea change when it comes to how people practice Freemasonry, right? Like we've been through the peaks and the valleys and John can smash you with data and show you that numbers do not lie. And he's showing you 2040 on the screen, but I think we need to start instead of just letting it happen and, you know, letting the buildings crumble and the columns be broken. I think we just need to start preparing now for a more personal, a more, person focused um, and a less administrative centric type of Freemasonry. Cause I think that's the type of Masonry that we're going to give to our kids and our grandkids. Um, and it's still going to be awesome. It's going to be okay. Um, you're not going to get the buffet, the really terrible buffet hotel dinners that you get at the grand annual communications that you go to and stuff, but it's going to be awesome nevertheless. So I think we just need to start preparing for that and getting masons ready for what's ultimately going to be masonry in the next 10 15 20 years and unfortunately we're in that age group that are going to see that change yes and depending on how we react to it that's how masonry is going to move forward or not so be the change be the change so be the change robert so what i was going to say dovetails nicely into to what Joe is saying. Um, I do agree that we're going to see a, a huge sea change in Freemasonry over the next 10, 20 years. I mean, we're Pluto and Aquarius. We are starting to see, I will say we're starting to see the beginnings of the collapse of the grand lodge system. <gasps> um, we have multiple grand lodges with active lawsuits against them. Um, 
And my my resolution for Freemasonry is, you know, personally to stay out of the garbage and out of the bullshit and focus on doing good and being that brother, you know, at the local level, uh, being that um, mentor to those in the fraternity and just, you know, trying to live out the tenets that we've heard inculcated very frequently um and you know do that without passing judgment on the crazy swirl that's going on around us so you can pass judgment you just you don't have to be super overly vocal about it i mean you can you can judge privately now like on, I mean, on, on quiet Facebook chats with your friends, you can judge all day long. So don't just uh, do masonry. Be masonry. Be the change, right. Robert. Be the change. All your masonry are belong to us, Robert. Robert, be the change. I like Jason's. Uh, all your masonry belong to us. That's that's, that's a millennial thing. No, that's I got a- that. I don't know. I don't know if it is. Uh, In any case, I think that is uh, prophetic in in that um, all that masonry does belong to us. And And it should. You guys are, you know, I don't know if we're going to see the collapse of the Grand Lodge system anytime soon. Um, I think, I think that the system itself is set up in such a way that um, doesn't really enable it to change fast enough to keep up with societal norms. And um, in fact, there's probably a sort of miss. Mm, I don't know what you call it. Like, a, like, like a misidentification of, of what the crafts rules are telling its administration to do and to not do. And by that, I guess, I mean, there's probably a misunderstanding by most of what bylaws and constitutions actually say. And until, um, we get people who know how to read, um, then (laughs) sometimes, um, you know, things are are not going to, always pan out, I think, for, for the, the, the lesser of the brethren. And by lesser, I say, you know, we're all on the level, blah, 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 blah. But So uh, many of them. Yeah, right. I mean, the lesser are the constituency, everybody outside the Grand Lodge. Um, and I think if I'm going to do something, uh, tying it back to sort of that the chaos element, it's not necessarily a chaos element. And I've always been this kind of person. And that is uh, when I get a new job, I read the employee handbook and uh, when I hear any new employee, young person, older person talking about, I need to do this. Hey, did you know there's a policy on this page that deals exactly with this and it can help you out greatly. And nobody's willing to tell that person about that thing. Right. And so in that same respect in masonry, I think I want to work hard at getting dudes to understand that they have power. Um, This is, It, it go it just so many times you, there's that platitude you know we're like we've got some i mean there are amazing i'm by no means crapping on any grandmaster ever right none of them but i what i am saying is that there are times when people whatever they are doesn't matter if they're grandmaster just your boss your worship or whatever i'm just brother right but it's super condescending not in a good way and like there's this air about what their powers and and things you know what they are allowed to do and they forget that line in the in the installation ritual right that uh, you get there by holding the uh, key to men's hearts and it is by them you are elevated 
And I think that escapes a lot of folks, especially even the constituency, right? So the the powers in in the people and the grand lodges are always like, well, if we go away, then nobody's recognized. <laughs> Dude, it, that's a fallacy. Like if the grand lodge goes away, you know, uh, Acacia Lodge is going to just be like not Acacia Lodge under the grand jurisdiction of Virginia. Acacia Lodge is just going to be like Acacia Lodge in Clifton. Yeah, four <laughs> dudes in a pirate ship. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't yeah. matter, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be wild. But I was real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I, I just I have to maybe if, if this makes us go a little bit long, I'm sorry, but I gotta ask Joe like. You said we got to get ready for it, right? But like, my thought is, do you think we can handle it? So I thought about this and, and what I've learned in my 18 years as a Mason is bonus track is to be really, and this sounds terrible to say, but I think my first 14 or 15 years was spent so much on working within the system the way the system is designed and i think all of us will agree we we come up to we're presented with situations or we come up to things that we can't overcome you know and and then we get told the well that's the way it is and that's the way it always been and it's just a big load of work crap right because it doesn't have to be that way and i think as we become older seasoned masons and unfortunately yes even for you millennials you now are the older seasoned masons um, you know, we're starting to learn that it doesn't have to be that way. And I think, like I said, I think we're at a really interesting point in, in our journeys because we have those two choices, right? It's either going to collapse really hard, very quickly, you know, as, as John points out, revolution, right. Yeah. Where, and it's not so much revolution. It's just the system can't sustain itself anymore. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. you can't afford to print out those 300 page all color booklets anymore. You just, cause you're not going to have the dues coming in, but that's a, uh-huh. that's a, that's a show for another day. But I think what I meant by preparing is what you guys were saying with fostering those relationships with guys that you genuinely care about that you see are learning and having those epiphanies on this journey and spend your time and your, and your social capital on them and not on the bureaucracy right. that Good. masonry and then what masonry has yes. been for the last 50 years. Agreed. So that's what I meant by prepare is foster those relationships because, you know, and, and you guys all know this, I've become such great friends and brothers and family to people that live all over the freaking world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not dudes five miles away from me that go to lodge with me, but, and those are the relationships that I want to engender. And those are the relationships that I want to nurture and not let them die. Because that's what masonry is. Um, so uh, to answer your question, Robert, I think it's, again, it's those small steps in preparing to have that more personal kind of masonry. Because whether you like it or not, that's what is. I think we're going to end up with. Um, yeah, when, when Robert was bringing it up and when you were extending on it, I had, I'm going to plant a seed for you to think about for next week. And the bets are out of the U.S. 50 jurisdictions plus... Which one do you think is going to go under first? Like we need to, we need to start a pool and start uh, like a putting yeah to see which which Grand Lodge is going to go under first in the next twenty uh, some years. I'm really excited about this actually. Like, can <laughs> we follow through and do this? This is yeah. Let's let's actually like get a whole like uh, Vegas odds on this. I, all yeah. I the only thing I'm going to dread though, guys, is like when we're out somewhere and we meet a Grand Master who like actually watched the show and he goes why why'd you pick my state yeah every, everything's fine it's fine it's fine i'm sorry, it's fine. I'm sorry we had a one day class. Like we're great. four of us are going to get expelled from the fraternity before that happens <laughs> and that's how you shut down a 10-year podcast yes all right let's uh good conversation think about it chew on that one um but for me, to start a new one, the Unmasonic Roundtable. <laughs> yes, the Expelled Masons podcast. Uh, for my masonry is uh, again, not only say no, but say heck yes to the things that I want to do, and um, I wanted to focus on specifically masonry in Maryland. There's uh, some things that are moving afoot uh, that will be revealed more in 2024 <gasps> that uh, I'm really excited to see 
uh, how some candidates move through Maryland Masonry. And um, I'm really excited to see what uh, what Maryland Masonry and Masonry writ large will hold for them. So stay tuned for that. We'll try to bring them on as a special guest maybe later on. But that is my aspiration or resolution for Masonry is that we hold on. We do a good job. We hold steady despite the tumultuous seas ahead. And we exemplify the tenets of our fraternity of brotherly love, relief, and truth. And wow. So with, with that, I want to thank you all very much for watching. Need to change. And keep searching for more light. Wow. <laughs> Be the change. Oh. No, I'm not.